Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the secrets women keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we have a completely astrological guest. Her name is Sophia Palace. Sophia is a guide for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of their astrological profile to elevate their message, unlock their business flow, and ultimately attract and multiply their best clients. She combines 15 plus years experience as a marketing expert with a secret weapon, tapping into the ancient wisdom of astrology to lead people back to their unique gifts and innate communication style. Perpetually curious about the big questions, Sophia started exploring astrology at a young age, but her Capricornian skepticism got in the way. It wasn't until her life and business imploded in 2019 that she was drawn back in and forever changed by what she discovered about herself through astrology. We are definitely going there later on. Sophia, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am excited. I would love to start today. Let's just let's just get in and get dirty. Okay. I would love to start today with uh, you telling people how you and I came to be connected because it's a story. I didn't even know that this was the story until you shared <laughs> it with me. So I would love if you could uh, if you could start by saying this is. This is the journey of us knowing each other, um, which actually started from you knowing me before I knew you. Yes, yes. It's it's so interesting how things kind of come around, don't they? Mm. Um, So I first heard about you, and I don't remember what year it was, but it would have been probably would have been probably twenty eighteen. I don't. I'm not totally sure. I um, was doing. I was I was an SEO copywriter at the time mm-hmm. and I had done a course on SEO copywriting which I knew you had also done. And for some reason I started to notice your maybe it was in the group we were in I can't remember but I started to notice this Lauren person who was a sexologist and I was like oh that's interesting. Wonder what that is. Like I was always I've, I'm always I've always been curious about sex. I've always been curious about all things people don't like talking about. And so I think that's why I was, you know, attracted to what you were doing. So I started following you then. And obviously your business changed and evolved over the years. And it wasn't until, um, when was it? The, The start of this year that you started putting out some very activating things for me. Like I was just like, I was reading your I was reading your social posts and I was like this woman knows what's going on like there was just this connection that I felt to what you were writing and obviously as a writer myself 
I was like, I think I reached out to you and I was like, I'm really liking your copy. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, that's right. I'm liking your copy. And when a copywriter <laughs> says that, I just go, oh my God, my life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't need awards like, yes. or accolades. It's like if a copywriter says something about the way I write, I get really excited. So thank you for this. Oh, well, there you go. It was very good copy. It was very, it was very exciting to me. And you were talking about turn on at the time and being turned on in your business. And it was something that I had just lost my way with a little bit. I was trying to reignite the spark in my business. Mm. And that was why I was like, this is what I need. This is, this is something that feels different to me. It wasn't like, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of coaches before and mentors and, you know, there's certain strategies and tactics that you learn that are all really helpful. But I was at the stage where I, I wasn't interested in the strategy anymore or the tactics. I just wanted to change my energy Mm. and I wanted that you know, and and a lot of the work that you do is about getting back into your body and like feeling the things. And I think we often numb out as, you know, women do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just, just the, the way our lives are now very in it, we're very much in our heads. And it was like, I recognized that I had been doing work to get back in my body over the past couple of years, but there was something missing when it came into my business. So Mm. that's, I guess, a roundabout way of how I ended up um, or how we ended up connecting all those years later Mm. after following you from way back then. Way back. And it was almost like you, you just surfaced at this beautiful time. Like I... Yeah, I just could not believe when you told me, um, you know, a few months into knowing each other how long you'd you'd been around. It was a beautiful Mm. reminder to me to keep going and to keep speaking and you're just not sure who's listening and you're not sure, you're never really certain of who's going to come through on what offer or, yeah, it was just such a beautiful reminder that there are people around and sometimes you can't feel them, but they are there and they mm. are doing their own thing and following what's right for them. And then one day you write something, you say something or things start gaining momentum and they come through then. So I just, I want all uh, people with a voice and a business to hear that is it's, you just never, I just want people to know, be open to surprise and delight and be open yes. to people knowing of you for years <laughs> and you not knowing them necessarily and them coming through at this really beautiful juncture. So I just yes. want, I wanted, I wanted listeners to hear that, that it's not all quick hits and mm. you put this thing out there and it can be. Things can move very fast, uh, mm. but also things can move in their own beautiful time and unfolding. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. You interestingly touched on numbness at the end. Mm. And numbness is something that I've come to mm, learn more about, especially a sexolo- being a sexologist especially taught me a lot about numbness and the best thing I ever read was at the beginning of 2012 2012 in the book slow sex by Nicole Dadone which um in which she says numbness is a sensation and we often interpret numbness as like a 
um, as like as being a nothing or a void. Mm. Can you share with us what? Because this is, I feel like this is connect. This is a so something that so many women do connect to. We do connect to numbness as a default, a, a form of survival mode, a form of self protection. Mm. Can you talk to us about what you went through when your life and business imploded in 2019? And was numbness um, one of the responses that you needed to default to? in order to just get through everything that was shaken up at that time? Yes. I mean, I think, I think what had happened in the, to, to clarify, let's go back a little bit. So my life imploded in 2019 um, because uh, my marriage suddenly ended. I hadn't been expecting it. I hadn't had any kind of, I hadn't, it was for me it felt like it came out of nowhere looking back with hindsight now i can see i can see the signs but at the time i think i was in numbness mm. and that's why everything felt so dramatic when it all kind of happened because mm. i had been ignoring all of the signs for myself of what i really wanted and what felt good to me and just putting that off and putting that off. And then all of a sudden, everything shifted and everything felt very, very ah, intense. And mm-hmm. I think, yes, our natural reaction is when things go get too much for us, we do we do numb out in, in whatever way because it feels like just too much to handle. Mm. And I think I can bring this back to astrology a little bit because I understand myself now so much better. I I had always been this very kind of traditional Capricorn focused person. You know, I did all of the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I had the job I was supposed to have. You know, I went to uni, I finished uni, I got the job that I was supposed to do that, you know, was from my degree. I I went on to have a corporate career. I did all the things. I married the man that I thought was the right man for my future. I did all of those things. I had the kids. I lived in the right places. Mm -hmm. I followed the plan, Mm -hmm. you know. I followed the plan. And then the plan completely unraveled. And that was because the plan wasn't really me. (laughs) Yes. The plan was who I thought I should be and what I thought I should do and who I thought I should hang out with and what I thought was appropriate uh, rather than what I really was turned on by, what I was really excited about doing. So I think I had started just before the marriage ended, I had started leaning into more of what what I enjoyed about my work. I had, you know, pivoted a little bit in my business and then, yeah, the the kind of shit hit the fan (laughs) and, yeah, I was like just completely lost there for quite some time of like, yeah, what, who am I? What do I do? Like how do I get through this? What am I supposed to do now? My entire identity was tied up in being somebody's wife by that point. Like I had been married for I think nine years at that point. So Mm. I had, you know, 
I had that man's name. I had that, I had that whole, I had my, didn't have my own bank account, you know, like everything I had was tied up in that marriage. Wow. And so when it kind of fell apart, all of these pieces of me were like, what, wait, what? (laughs) You know, um, it just, yeah, it just, it was a completely, um, that's why I always, that's why I describe it as my life imploded. For some people, a marriage ending might not feel like that, Mm -hmm. you know, but for me, it certainly did because it was like, I was totally not expecting it. And so much of me was tied up into this identity that I had created as being somebody's wife. Yes. Um, Yeah. So there was definitely um, a sense of numbness after that. And, but it was a kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like all the sensations and then, and then numbness just to cope with it for, for a while. And then I, and then I had to really start working out again, what I wanted to do and who I was and how I was going to deal with my life now. Mm. Yeah. What did astrology say about that time in your life? (laughs) Well, once I kind of, I guess, picked myself up off the floor, um, a friend of mine was like, I think you, you know, you might just need to see, like, maybe just go see a psychic or, you know, do something that might help you, give you some direction or something, you know. I think she was a bit worried about me. (laughs) And, um, and so I went, I saw this, this lovely shamanic astrologer from Byron Bay and, and she kind of, she saw all these things in, in my chart. She looked at my chart. She was also a psychic, but she looked at my chart. And she saw all these things that nobody had ever seen in me before. Mm. And she started to talk to me about Uranus. And we didn't go into great detail, but there was this thing. She's like, you're going through a big change right now. Like this has been coming for you for some time. Like there is a big change. And it wasn't until then I started to explore astrology that I realized that what was happening for me at that time was Uranus, our planet of disruption, change. And uh, I guess it's it's associated with like lightning strikes, you know, Ooh. like that sense of that sense of like, you know, you, totally unexpected shifting. It can be also associated with radicalization or like with, you know, revolution, that kind of thing. Mm. But it was, it had come to my first house, my house of identity, and it was crossing over my ascendant line, which is my, literally my, the time that I came into the world is your ascendant degree. And it was crossing over that. So it was literally just sitting right on my identity zone, which is why all of a sudden I knew knew nothing about who I was anymore. Everything felt different. And, and that could, that was so clear to me when I looked at the astrology, it was like, well, you can't really avoid that when, And Uranus comes along and sits right there in your house of identity and asks you to shake absolutely everything up. Mm. So, yes. Mm. So if you'd have known astrology for yourself during that time where everything imploded, would you have navigated things differently? Like would it have informed you in a way to do things differently? 
I think if I had known more about myself earlier, I would have potentially done things differently. But at the same time, I I know that it had to happen like that because one of the biggest, the one of my big lessons in this lifetime, according to my astrology chart, is about relationships. And it is about literally not losing yourself within a relationship. Mm. So it was like I had to go through that experience mm. because that was my lesson. That was my that was my Saturn as you know um the karmic planet our our teacher that that's mm. the that's where my Saturn sits in the house of relationships. So there is this really important lesson that I need to learn through relationships. So I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't go back and and change any of it because it's just it's how it had to roll. It's how it had to happen for me, mm-hmm. and um, and now I guess knowing astrology gives me that that hindsight, but also it gives me that just comfort and affirmation in knowing. Okay, well, you know, this was my lesson. Now, ho- hopefully, I've learned that lesson. <laughs> move let's move forward but I also recognize that that lesson is going to come up again in different ways so it means that now I can navigate relationships in a different way with a new light as well wow okay fantastic I appreciate your candidness around acknowledging that time as that's that's the way that you needed to go through it. That's That was the initiation for you that was necessary. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned a few minutes ago about the plan, the shoulds, this is how it's going to go, like life just, you participating in life, yes, but also moving through in quite a logical manner. It's so interesting here you speak like that because I put, because I've known you in this on the other side of all of that. So it's so <laughs> interesting hearing that. Um yes. because I have what I've witnessed in you and working with you is that you are so respectful to the energy and you're so respectful to the stars as well. So I'm wondering how do you, can you share with us how you over time since 2019 you've started to really let go of the plan and the shoulds and the this is what you do and these are the steps like how like mm. what are some of the ways that you did that okay um i think i think there's always there's a big part of me that is still focused on the plan and there mm-hmm. always will be because I have mm-hmm. a lot of I have a lot of Saturn influence in my chart as well. And Saturn is our planet of structure, planning, boundaries, um, rules, all of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and so you know I do have this sense of that I've learned is that you have to honor Saturn in your life in some way because otherwise. <laughs> Saturn will not be happy and it will come and bite you. No, it won't come and bite you, but you have to learn, you have to honour and respect Saturn in a way um, somehow in your life, right? Because we, without without any kind of boundary and structure and something in our lives, 
we feel very unhinged. Mm. So I think, or well, I do anyway with that, you know, I've got a lot of earth energy and a lot of um, Saturn energy. So what I've learned is more around feeling into my body. That was something I learned through the separation process was to, I had to allow myself to get out of my head and stop thinking and stop trying to make sense of things because that didn't make sense and tr- stop trying to logic my way around a problem mm. and actually feel into my body more and what feels right to me. And that's what I love about the work that you do as well. So I had to listen to myself in like my my physical body in order to know what was the right thing to do. And so I started doing that and I'm not perfect at it at all, but it became like a new way of me processing things instead of always having to think it and think my emotions. And that's kind of the tricky thing about, you know, I have, and this is getting into astrology Again, I have um, our moon sign in astrology is how we process emotions. So where the moon was when we were born is is how we subconsciously deal with stuff. And my moon is in Libra, so it's a very um, it's a it's a logical, it's a thinking, it's an air sign, right? So it's always trying to rationalize emotions, trying to balance and harmonize emotions, because that is what Libra does. It wants to balance and harmonize things. It wants everybody to be happy. It wants this, it wants this, it has this people pleaser innate in it, right? Because it doesn't like conflict. Libra wants things to be harmonious, Mm. but it's, it's an air sign. So it's logicking. It's always thinking it's not grounded. And yet I have a Capricorn sun sign, an earth sign, and I have a Taurus rising, which is also an earth sign. So when I use the powers of the earth, you know, that more physical scent, the physical senses, I feel much better mm. <laughs> than when I'm kind of off in, um, in the ethers somewhere trying to, you know, process stuff. However, the the Libra moon also needs to be, you know, to have that, the thought process calmed down. So meditation or like visualization or hypnosis, all of those things that those are the kinds of things that I, that I leaned on in that time as well. Mm. Um, That was what I, what I started to do. And, you know, in the, in my business, it's just been more of a process of following what, what I like doing because for a long time there, I think after after the separation and the divorce was happening, my business really suffered. You know, I just didn't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't work myself out. My energy was off. I knew my energy was off and I wasn't attracting the, the, the clients because I didn't have a clear message either because I wasn't confident in who I was anymore. So mm-hmm. how could I possibly be attracting clients when I didn't have, I didn't know what I wanted to say. I didn't know who I was being. So I had this real lull and what I stepped into in that time was I stepped back into my love of writing. So Mm -hmm. I started writing a novel, you know, getting completely out of, you know, sales, copy and marketing and into like this creative writing sense. And that really helped me to process a lot of stuff 
um, that made, you know, that helped me process a lot of the things that had happened through the, through fiction um, and through creative writing and imagining. And that also made my, my Libra moon very happy because it was able to, you know, get things out of my mind. Um, And, and yeah, that whole experience of writing a book was, and, and learning a skill and connecting with people because I was part of this beautiful novel writing group, which we still meet every month now, even though our course finished over a year ago, um, of all these different people writing their stories. It was such an intimate experience that really was such a healing thing for me, I think. Mm. Um, probably more healing than, you know, hours and hours of therapy. <laughs> but like, not that you don't need that as well, but it was like a very um, cathartic experience to kind of write things down and um, and imagine, you know, use use your brain in a completely different way. And I came out of that experience ready to unleash this new version of me, which is this astrology-focused um, business. And, and yeah, I think if I hadn't have allowed myself just to kind of play and get creative with who I was, uh, I wouldn't have been able to do this now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you use the word unleashed and I'm like, oof. (laughs) Banning myself right now. Listen to you. Like you were in the shoulds, the plan. Okay, the plan isn't going anywhere. It's a part of your chart. It Mm. is a part of what helps you to navigate life and your identity and your mission and vision. And you created the space, the motivation, the inclination and the energy to do things differently as well, to not do things by the book. I don't know that anyone would say to a writer that they should do writing in another format. Like you think mm-hmm. that the the generic advice would probably be to, would be very different f- from that. So mm. I'm just in awe of all the things that you did through your heart and through your body. Um because I can only imagine you're a much more integrated version of you than you were mm. in 2019. Yes, for sure. I am much. I am much more integrated. I feel much more. I don't. I, the word that came to my mind was complete, but I'm not sure if that's. Obviously, I was complete before, but I feel like more parts of me are um, available to me now, Mm. whereas they weren't available to me before, you know, only, only those parts I thought were appropriate were available before. Uh Aha. Okay. And you were interested in the taboo you said. So it feels like that is quite, has been Mm. in some ways an edgy process for you because you've unearthed some of the shadow side and some of the taboo parts of yourself. Yes. Yes, Mm. absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Sophia, and, yeah, you go. Sorry. I was just, just going to say, I think for me, astrology was a huge taboo because even though for some people, it, you know, use it in their daily life, it's not a big thing, but to actually create a business around a topic that you feel is 
when you've been in such a mainstream kind of industry for so long to bring in a, a topic that feels edgy mm. <laughs> um, for, for the kind of person that I was before, this is, you know, it was very confronting for me to do that. Um, and so I had to go through this whole process, as you say, of integration before I would allow myself to unleash this part of me because it just felt like I felt I was so worried about what people would think and mm. I was so worried about, you know, offending or um, putting people offside, putting clients offside, um, feeling, you know, like I guess being ostracised in some way. That's what we all fear, isn't it? Um, that I, I, it took me a long time and all of this process in order for me to be able to kind of put this out there. Mm. It's brave. It's brazen. It's brave and brazen to take all of that conditioning and choose to do something that's very much in opposition to that conditioning. Mm. And to make it your livelihood as well is like knocks it out of the stratosphere, out of the mesosphere in terms of bravery. I'm wondering, Sophia, how important this is a very person this is a very this requires a very personal response, but how important mm-hmm. do you think it is that business owners know who they are and know their astrology and know their energy in their business? Well, obviously, or maybe not obviously, I think it's the most important thing to know yourself. Because if you don't, like I just said earlier, if you don't know yourself, you can't send a coherent message out into the world Mm -hmm. to attract the right people. Mm -hmm. You are, you can either go from being wishy-washy, so people don't really feel you at all. They just, they don't feel either attracted or repelled. They just don't feel anything. Or, you know, you might just be confused. Like if you don't know yourself, you can you can kind of oscillate between that feeling of that that vibe of being wishy-washy and confused. And therefore you're, even though you might be making money, you are never going to make as much money as when you finally know who you really are and what you really want and what you can really do for people. Mm. because when you know that you feel it you feel you you have that magnetism you have that confidence because mm. you know this is what I can do for you like you know you don't it 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 comes through like as like something that you would say like it oozes out of you like it's like it's your kind of um it's just so clear in everything that you do whether you're writing a social post or doing a video or you know, on a podcast or however you market yourself, it just naturally comes out of you. Mm. So and we, I, I think it's fair to say that. we both think it's really, really, we both know, yes. <laughs> not even think we're going to bypass the brain. We both know deep, deep within our bones, within our bodies, within our souls, that this is vital. And this is where, this is where business and leadership are going. It's mm. inevitable. Um, 
One big thing that I learned from you amongst a lot of things, <laughs> um, which we don't have time for me to just prattle off about, but one big thing that you taught me about was the importance of knowing where Mercury is in your chart. And this is especially for the leaders listening, the business owners listening. Can you tell us why that's one of the things that you share with people early on? in reading their chart. Yes, for sure. So Mercury is our planet of thinking, of communicating. It's also the planet associated with business, right? So that's why I tend to look at it really early on. And it's also really closely tied to your sun sign. So the sun, your sun sign being the sign you you probably know yourself for. Um, the one you would have been reading in the back of the, the magazines. But the, the interesting thing about Mercury is it can either uh, be a kind of amplification of your sun sign or it can sit in, in kind of like almost not quite opposite, but it can have this completely different influence on the way that you work. So, for instance, you might know yourself as I'm going to use Capricorn as an example here. You might know yourself as a Capricorn sun sign, but if you have a Sagittarius Mercury, even though that's only one sign before, because Mercury usually it follows the sun or, you know, it's either one sign before or one sign after the sun. If you have a Sagittarius Mercury, you're going to think completely differently about your business and about your life than someone with a Capricorn Mercury. So someone, for instance, I have, I have a Capricorn sun sign and a Capricorn Mercury. So I'm very Capricorn in the way that I process information, the way that I do business, the way that I think about business, you know, it's quite methodical, it's grounded, it's, it's ambitious. It's all of those, you know, traditional Capricornian traits that, that we potentially know. But if I have a Mercury in Sagittarius, I have a completely different way of thinking. And that is to a Capricorn. That is, I am a much bigger thinker. Like Sagittarian energy is very big picture thinking. It's it's more risk-taking. It's more um, fun-loving. You know, it's not as straight-laced, for instance, as a Capricorn Mercury. It's much more laissez-faire in its approach. So, mm-hmm you might have a very different style and a very certainly a very different style of communicating, getting your message out there than someone with a Capricorn Mercury or an Aquarius Mercury who is also a Capricorn, if that makes sense. So knowing your communication style is definitely one of the first things to look at just to give you that insight into this is where I do best when I'm communicating And this is where I might have some issues. You know, if you know the strengths of your Mercury, you can work with those and you also know the weaknesses. So for instance, you know, with the Capricorn Mercury, I need to be, I need to surround myself with people who are more optimistic and uh, more fun loving because otherwise I can get stuck in that very like must do the work you know, must keep focused, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas a Sagittarius Mercury doesn't have that problem. They might (laughs) need, they might need someone to help keep them on track. You know, Mm. they might, they might need some, some way of building more consistency into their business. 
Mm. You know, there's a different, there's a different strength and a different weakness to be aware of. Yes. Now, everyone listening, you're actually getting some excellent insights and you're getting a sneak behind the velvet curtain of what is, by the time you're listening, what is currently occurring in Sophia's world, which is her (laughs) podcast. Can you tell us what we can expect to feel and experience from tuning into Cosmic Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast? (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Um, Well, yeah, it's, it's more about how you can use your astrology and work with astrology to unlock that flow in your business, understand yourself better and start to use that sense of yourself, that stronger sense of yourself to attract those amazing clients and to multiply them. So there's going to be, I I talk a lot about, for instance, your rising sign is one of the another key part of your chart that you really need to understand that is like your personal brand right and then we talk we talk about mercury i talk about mercury a lot i have some amazing guests come on to including yourself to come on and talk about how you know using energy and astrology in your business changes things and some examples of that but also other astrologers who give their take on what's going on um, in the world and, you know, how they see these personality traits playing out in different ways because it's I love to look at things from multiple perspectives as well and to bring people on who have maybe maybe they have a different way of doing astrology because there are many ways, many styles of astrology out there. So, yeah, that's that's how it works and I'm really excited to, again, unleash this new version of me this evolution of my business into the world and um and see what happens oh it is already because i have had that sneak peek it is already exquisite and it is going to like ripples of change doesn't even cut it i don't even have <laughs> the words but i know that business owners need this and that we are both on board very much so with energy first, strategy second, and using all of this ancient wisdom to gain insights into who we are, what we stand for, why we do things the the way that we do them. And as you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, just what our blind spots might be or what our areas that um, we might need extra support in. And I am all here for that. Your podcast is... It's going to be fire. It is fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sophia, can you take us back to when when we started working together at the beginning of this year, you signed up for one of my programs and then we moved into a different program called Embodied Authority. Can you share with us what what your experience of embodied authority has been and just what has, yeah, what's surfaced for you in moving through the six energetic pillars that we cover and the embodiment practices and the personalised support? What's, what's shifted for you? 
Yeah. Well, I would say a lot, so much has shifted for me since I started working with you. And that is a lot of that has to do with leaning, like really leaning into my authority or stepping into my authority. And I don't think I had experienced, as I said earlier, I haven't experienced a mentor or coach who has kind of really allowed that growth, like that real, like a belief in your own expertise. Like, I know that that sounds strange because that's what coaches are supposed to do. (laughs) And many of them do that, but not in this way, not in this way of really connecting you back with yourself, with your own power. And I don't think I would be doing this. I don't think I would be launching this podcast if I hadn't been in embodied authority because I would still be playing at the edges. I would still be playing safe. Um, That's that's something that I've learned from you and that's shifted so much for me is really acknowledging where I was showing up as the little girl or the teenager in my business Mm. and not owning myself, not owning myself as a woman in business. Mm. That has completely shifted for me this year. Even though I thought I was doing all the things, I was doing all the right things and it should be working. And I think this is what a lot of us go through. You know, I've been in business now for myself for more than five years and I'm like, I should know what I'm doing by now. Why isn't it? Why isn't everything kind of clicking into place yet? And I think that this was the the piece that was missing was stepping into myself as a woman, as a CEO, as an authority of myself and Mm. in my business. Mm. 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 Game changer, game changer. And I can attest that I've witnessed you do that. I really have. I'm so, well, first of all, I'm so grateful for your words and what you've just shared. That is, you know, as a words lover, thank you so (laughs) much. I receive, I receive. Um, And I have seen you, I have seen you do that. I've seen you just anchor in, anchor in, anchor in again. And it's just it was, it's so interesting being an outsider looking in at you because I'm like I'm just sitting there going, of course, of course, this is going to happen. Of course, <laughs> this isn't an this is inevitable. Like, yeah, like that that playing on the edges isn't an option. You're all in. You are. Your heart is already all in. Follow that, and everything mm. else, like everything else, will come to you because you're taking the inspired action and you're in full alignment with the thing, the thing (laughs) that you are destined to be that is written in the stars. So it's just, it's just such a joy and a pleasure, like gives me such deep pleasure to witness um, and walk alongside and activate you to be the thing that was just so obvious to me. It's so interesting, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, of course, like shoulder shrug, like, yeah. <laughs> but when it's you, and I know this, when yes. it's you, it's obviously you're the one taking the risk. You're the yes. one that's got to go all yes. in. You're the one that's got to break away. 
um, in your own way from what you've been doing and what's been financially supporting you. So, and you've done it with such, you've done it so elegantly, Sophia, and you've done it with such tact and decorum and it's like, it's just, it's like the only word I can use is your success is inevitable. Like it's just (laughs) inevitable because you are doing energy first, strategy second. Awesome. Thank you. That's (laughs) very nice to hear and very affirming for me. So, yeah, I had a client told me this actually this morning on a, a message after our session. She said, it's really hard to see, this was the analogy she used, it's really hard to see yourself, the label when you're inside the bottle. Like, oh, does yeah. that make sense? And I was like, yes. that is awesome. That oh, is like exactly that. it, right? Yeah. It's really hard to see the label when you're inside the bottle. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what you've done for me and hopefully what I do in my own way for my clients as well. Uh, inevitably, you inevitably do that for your clients mm. as well. You do. You do. Mm. It has been just so beautiful speaking with you today and I love your voice. I love your message. I love what you do and I'm so grateful that I've received, um, I've received, been on the receiving end of some of your work uh, from you looking at my birth chart. And it's what I love about what you do is you receive, when you receive that birth chart reading, you gain so much insight and you know that there's more and you know that there's this unfolding that can happen Mm -hmm. through the continuation of the work and the deepening of the understanding. So I just, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. It's very, there are a lot of parallels with the way that we, that we work and the value that we place on really knowing yourself and doing it in Mm. a committed process. Yes. Mm. Yes. It is a process. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. Your birth birth charts are not a one and done, just so everyone's prepared for that. It's not just a quick grab. It's not a takeaway, you know, it's not takeaway. It's something Mm. that you move with and you dance with and you deepen your understanding of Mm. over time. And you are the guide to do that, Sophia. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can Thank you, you. Can you tell listeners where they can find you? And we will put everything in the show notes as well. Fantastic. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Sophia Palace. That's P-A-L-L-A-S. And on my website, sophiapalace.com. Uh, I do have a special cosmic communication guide, which is sort of what we discussed today about the planet Mercury. So you can you can find that on my website and probably on my Instagram as well. And the podcast is is coming to a podcast app of your choice very soon. So if it's it should be out now by the time this, this it will goes be live. out. It so, will definitely be out. So go yeah. devour, go devour, yeah. go indulge, get Sophia's wisdom in your ears and learn more about yourself and take the next step. She's like, take the next step with her. That's gonna be 
the game changer. Um, Because just finally to share, I could not put the pieces of my birth chart together at all. Like I just couldn't do it. And I read an exceptional guide on it. And I still, and I tried to look at my children's (laughs) and I just could not, it was just, my brain just went, cannot compute, cannot handle. Like, (laughs) so get, take the next step with Sophia and really like, that is what will really glue things together for you. It's, I'll be honest, it's probably not, there's only a certain point you can get to on your own with astrology. So get on board what Sophia's got. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Sophia. Thank you. Thank you. 